Welcome to Two Idiots Talk Health and Fitness Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Tyler. Each week, we sit down to bring you practical, actionable health and fitness information. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? It's Ryan. It's Tyler. It's episode 45. Did you check if you're a... No. Your fullback fits? I didn't. All I right. feel confident well, though. <laughs> somebody uh, can We somebody we got a short termer. The uh the goat, MJ, wore forty five yeah. for like a few games. Yeah, back like Jordan wearing the four or five. His, Going uh, back then. Whatever. But here we are. We're else. here. Yeah, we're here. Episode forty five. We got a little video. We got a little video uh, software going today, uh, like old times. So jumping on some beta action some, software. Yeah, expect some smooth transitions and some professional production that you come to expect with this show. But uh, here we are doing a little recording uh, back on a Monday afternoon. Here, I'm about to. Uh, it's cold out, man. It's gonna be a cold week here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it's gonna get dicey real soon. So here we are. Speaking of getting dicey, you got a little physical therapy after this. So uh, oh yeah, to get that taken care of. See what's going on there. How you how you holding up from uh whole half marathon on Saturday? Not too bad. Um, okay, okay. I'm not. I mean, the biggest thing I think that we talked about was like, I'm just having a lot of troubles with my hip flexors, uh, which we kind of talked might be just due to some running form and whatnot. Um, so I'll be working on that one. But I don't, I surprisingly, I don't feel bad. I, I don't, I don't feel bad. I feel bad because my half marathon time hasn't changed in two years. Um, hey, a little, but, <laughs> little depressing. but I don't feel bad. <laughs> What about you? Yeah, I feel pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm pretty good. I I just uh, just like a little bit of mu- just regular muscle soreness, like a regular kind of workout with the with the quads yeah. and stuff a little bit. But we were pushing the pace a little bit there, so I'm not surprised. It feels good. So in the game, which we can talk more about the running here in, in a little bit. Um, if you haven't already, you know, like we mentioned last week, we got the uh, shirts and tanks for sale um i think another two weeks those are available so make sure you hop on snag uh we got regular tees we got ladies tees we got tanks we got ladies tanks it's like uh like goddamn abercrombie and fitch man we got it all <laughs> is that so is that make, store even still a thing it is it's but not everywhere. The the actually in Miraville Mall, the old Abercrombie store is now a ping pong place. Like you can go in and just play, play ping, some ping pong. pong? <laughs> yeah, and the old Hollister nice. is an axe throwing place. In the mall? Yep. Oh jeez. Miraville Mall taking taking some hits, man. They got a boxing ring in a storefront. It seems like they're uh they're taking a little step from uh the mills here which means yeah it's not quite this it's not quite there yet but it's on the on the way yeah basically, but, what hap- basically what's happened there is stores that were still in action b 
became like mega stores. Like they took over like three stores. So they have like the biggest Route 21 and like in the on the planet and like a bunch of other <laughs> like a huge H and like a bunch of stores that were still doing well just took over all the stores that were closing. And then outside of that, it's a bunch of weird stuff like boxing rings and ping pong tables and axe throwing and stuff like that. And the ones and those stores that are basically like flea market like they just sell weird stuff you know a lot of that oh yeah yeah yeah. but make sure you get a t-shirt this is the point of the story (laughs) get a t-shirt get a tank top (laughs) and get ready to run so i think we're gonna go i think we're just gonna keep it uh consistent with when the marathon weekend was gonna be i think we're gonna go saturday may the first for one main reason You know, we put it out there last week. We're going to do a 5K and a 10K. We got about 75 people that volunteered to help, which we appreciate. (laughs) We need the help. Absolutely. You know, we appreciate that. Would have liked to have seen a few more people stepping up to the plate like, hey, I'm going to run this thing. You know what I mean? So you still got plenty of time. I mean, if we're looking at May 1st, you got almost three months. You know, for weeks. a five for a five k or a ten k, I mean, we can get there, and we're gonna we're gonna pretty much give you the blueprint today on how to get there. I believe you can yeah. get there. So, all these people that I'm seeing just crushing the weight loss in this six week challenge, or even people that aren't doing the challenge that are that are crushing it this year, we're getting some weight off. We're breathing better. We're moving better. We're stronger. Hey, let's go ahead and do a five k. You know what I mean? Like we we don't need a hundred people it. passing out waters on the side of the road here. We need we need some people getting in there and challenging themselves. So Saturday, May first, you got plenty of time. Let's get some more people on board with uh, with running this thing. Absolutely, for sure. I mean, if we have a hundred people handing out waters, we need a hundred people receiving waters. So yeah, we don't we don't need me and you running everybody else. Just watching, you know. <laughs> I don't. I don't need that type of audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a that'll be a rough time for sure. But yeah, marathon dates picked uh, for those of you down here at Cheswick. Uh, as you guys know, I, I mentioned it last week, and you've seen it up in the club now that we're doing the uh, cardio mileage heart fire truck fire department thing. fundraiser fill thing. Um, you guys kind of blew us. You guys blew us away a little bit. Uh, in that first week, we got 236 miles, uh, in the first seven days. Um, so our original goal was 500 miles, but now we're going to bump that because you guys went ham on that. Uh, so we're going up to a thousand miles for the month of February bar thousand miles. Uh, and, um, yeah, thousand miles. It is. Keep trucking, keep tracking this mileage uh, on the mile sh- tracker sheet on the board when you walk in the uh, the door here and uh, keep at it. Keep doing the cardio. Keep boating the heart. Let's do it. Let's do it. At the end of the day, if you don't take care of your own heart, who will? This is true. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have to do like a I guess we're going to be late for a Valentine's Day episode. Talk about all the things we love about fitness. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe we'll have to go bonus pod over the weekend. Yeah, maybe. 
Uh, speaking of over the weekend. Oh, Lord. As you know, I purchased a treadmill. Um, but prior oh, to yeah. that, prior <laughs> yeah. to that, very active in the Facebook marketplace, trying to look for some stuff. I got to ask you something. What's the minimum price of something you're selling that you would need to bother listing it? Minimum price? Yeah, like what I'm saying is what what's like there's a lot of people on the marketplace selling random stuff they got laying around the house for like 5 bucks. I'm saying what's like the minimum return you need to go through the hassle of taking the pictures, listing it, putting the description. What what's what's the minimum you'd have to get back to to make it worth the while to sell something on the marketplace? Then you got to you got to message back and forth, you got to coordinate a pickup time, you got to sit around and wait, they're probably going to be late. What what's what's the minimum required return? I mean, I, I feel like for me, it'd have to be 50 or more. Yeah, I'm saying 100. Like, and 50 or more is like playing it like you got to be somewhat close to me. You got to be like right across the river, down the street sort of thing. But like, if it's like, oh, I'm coming from the other side of the city, I'm like, well, that's on you, man. If you're going to drive all the way here to get it, then yeah. like, cool. But if you were asking me to meet you, like, then it's got so- to go up. A lot of my gym equipment in my house is, is used stuff just because, you know, everybody buys it with the intent that they're going to use it and then they don't. So you can get a lot of uh, a lot of good deals that I've got. I've also sold a bunch of stuff that like, you know, I, I bought for a while, used it for a while, and then I sold it. I don't think I've ever had an experience of buying or selling on there where it's like smooth. You know what I mean? Oh, well, no, that, that's true. I bought that bike. That was pretty smooth, but oh yeah, the, yeah. the tires were flat and like all this stuff. But whatever. Everything is like you got to message back and forth. They got to ask a million questions. Then you pick a time they're gonna come, and then inevitably you'll get a message an hour before that says they can't come at that time. They got to come later or whatever. So like, yeah, I just don't think I'm doing it for five bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, the whole marketplace thing, like people posting stuff up there for like super low cost things, like a pair of kids shoes for like $10 or something. I'm like, just go donate them. Yeah, just give it away, man. Like, you're you're, you're just going through all that for five bucks. So after, after we talked over the weekend, I hopped on marketplace. I was scrolling through stuff, looking at things. And do you see the posts that just like don't make sense? Like the ones where you know it was like some sixteen-year-old kid who's just trying to make a joke and like see what happens. Give me an example. Over the weekend, somebody posted up a Chick Fil A straw with the price tag of one million dollars on Marketplace. Did you make an offer? No. But I did stare at it for a solid two minutes going, I don't know what is wrong with these people. Like it was yeah, just a singular I've straw. Seen... It wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't boxes of straws. It wasn't like it was yeah, a singular weird. straw. I'm like 
Maybe there's significance to it. I don't know. I, I don't know either. I don't know. You'll see like a lot of people like will like I see people selling like uh free stuff, like free stuff that they give out at like a pirate game or like a happy meal toy or something. Oh or something. yeah. And then they try to charge money for it. Yeah, it's a little a little goofy, but yeah, I don't know, man. That I don't know if I'm going through the hassle to pick up five bucks. No, I'm not. But I'm not. Uh, I will get my quarterback at Aldi's for sure. Absolutely. Let me ask you one more thing before we get into it. I was thinking about this the other day, and I didn't know the answer. What's your take on, uh, let's say you're home alone, empty house, right? Okay. What's your take on doing headphones? While home alone? Yeah, is it weird? I guess it depends on what you're doing. Does it matter? I mean, for me it matters because like, if I'm playing on my drum set, then I'm wearing headphones. But like, if I'm just like watching videos, yeah, on let's YouTube, say you're consuming something. I wasn't factoring in that we were going in the basement banging on the drums. Wait, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, the, the, like that's the stuff I let's think about. Say you're about. consuming something. Like you're watching something. You're listening to music. You're listening to something. Is it weird to go headphones in an empty house? Yeah. Yeah. yeah at that point, I just I. Th- I throw on the speakers, throw on the surround sound, like, forget it. I'm just going to blast yeah, away. Yeah, there's something, like, I was going to watch a video on YouTube, and I was, I don't, it was, it was like a, I don't know, most, it's, most of the time when I consume, uh, you know, it's like, it was like a, a Jordan Belfort thing. So most of the time when I'm consuming, like, that genre of content, I'm usually, laptop with the headphones so like i i felt i just felt out of sorts not doing it that way but this is an empty house so i was like i can't sit here on the couch with headphones and like that's weird Uh, (laughs) so i I didn't do it i didn't pull the trigger but i'm glad i'm glad you're on the same on the same side what about the headphones in the car move you ever see these people um for me, it's still the same thing. It depends on it depends on like what's happening. Like, if you're just driving like ten minutes down the road, then get out of here. Like, that's just dumb. Like that that's insane. But, Seems like, dangerous, no? I mean, yeah, no, it is. Like for sure. I don't think you like, need noise cancelers while you're driving a car. You know? No, you don't. I mean, most I think cars. You want to be pretty aware of the surroundings. Most cars come with Bluetooth, etc. Like, I, you know. Everybody should be pretty okay by this point in time. The only the only people in vehicles that should be wearing headphones is the kids in the back who are trying to ignore the parents, etc. I do like a nice delivery driver Bluetooth headset, though. Oh, dude, they're just like I jamming think that's, and like I think that's a real nice touch. Yeah, they're just jamming and like dancing as they bring your package up to the doorstep and stuff. Yeah, I respect that. Yeah. So what, was a good time. Uh, what are we getting into today, man? We got a couple uh couple questions, but maybe before we do that, hey, how about a how about a voice message? Anybody? How about a voice message? Somebody no. leave us one. You know what I mean? That's, leave yeah. us some leave us some thoughts, been a while. question. Leave us a five star review on Apple. I feel like we haven't been asking that much lately. So make sure you do that. But before uh you know, without any further ado. I think we got a couple couple questions today, right? Yeah, so I uh, 
probably, you know, once, twice a week, Ryan and I always sit down and go, what are we talking about this week? You know, or what are we talking about next episode? Usually it's like once that. and usually it's it's an hour before we record. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's usually not long before we're going to be recording, usually same day. So he texted me earlier today uh, asking, and I immediately, because I was in the middle of training, uh, turned to two of the people I was training. And I was like, all right, guys, you're on the spot. Here we go. What do we have? And uh, we got two really solid questions. One I think fits really, really well with uh, the six-week challenge, but then kind of, you know, it carries over to everything. Uh, and then the other one, like you mentioned earlier, kind of goes into uh, some running aspect stuff. So the first question we're going to dive into is from Michelle Horitz. Uh, hopefully I said that right. Um, but it's how to keep yourself going after you make a mistake after after a mess up so basically like you're following a diet uh you're doing really really well on it and then one evening you just you fall off the wagon you know something along those lines you're working out consistently you're doing great then you don't go to the gym for two days like how do you keep yourself going after some form of mess up or mistake Um, all right. So, I mean, that's definitely something we've talked about, which Michelle's new, so no fault of hers for, for not, uh, not listening back in the day. Um, yeah, we've talked a little bit about it before, but it's definitely important. Um, you know, we talked at the beginning of all the six week challenge stuff about, um, about the nutrition side of things and about, you know, trying to be pretty solid 90% of the time or whatever. And, um, so it's going to happen, but especially when you're in a short term thing, you know, like a six week challenge or you're trying to follow, you know, we always, always preach on here about long term, sustainable, consistent, you know, that type of stuff over the long haul. But when you are in some type of a challenge or, you know, whether it's, you know, a lot of, a lot of people's work, you know, we'll do these different employee weight loss challenges, whatever it is. So sometimes it's, you know, three weeks, four weeks, six weeks, couple months, whatever. When you're in that type of a thing, um, I, I think when people do mess up or give in or, or, you know, have something that's not what they're supposed to be having, I think there is kind of that the whole thing's ruined uh, kind of thought like, you know, the six weeks is shot because, you know, you ate a chicken nugget. You know, you know what I mean? I think that's a, I think that's yeah. a very common um a very common thing for people in a short term challenge, but it's also a big reason why people fail in the long run because they, um, they get into those situations and they, and they make it a bigger deal than it really is. I mean, I guess my answer would be, you know, if we're asking how to get past that. You just do, you know, <laughs> you know, like you just, you just get back to whatever the yeah. next meal, whatever the next meal is supposed to be, whatever the next workout's supposed to be. I mean, you don't, if you magnify it or if you try to make up for it, it's, it's not going to help, you know? So it's, it's one, it's one meal. Let's say worst case, it's one day that just goes to hell. It's, it's one day, um, you know, your weight's going to go up in the short term and that's going to come back down. So I guess my biggest thing would be like, just move on, you know, whatever the next meal is supposed to be, eat it whenever the next workout's supposed to be, go do it and, uh, just keep it moving. Yeah, 
Yeah, and like you said, I mean, we have talked about this before. It's been quite a few episodes since we have, uh, but I, I am kind of glad that she brought this up because I think it's something that, in a way, needs to be constantly reemphasized for people to truly understand. Um, and there is a couple of things with this that we need to be mindful of and that we need to take into consideration. You know, first things first, like, do remember that you're human and that mistakes and mess ups are going to happen and that life happens. And, you know, sometimes they don't always have control over certain situations. So if you let something that you don't have control over, you know, get to you in that instance and, you know, like you said, Ryan, magnify it and you make it such a big deal that it becomes like an all consuming thing for you. Like you're never going to get anywhere. I feel especially with, you know, some of these short term based challenges that we're talking about, you know, obviously the six week challenge that we're doing currently, um, you know, if your workplace or whatever does this challenge, um, those shorter term based things, I feel like usually end up being where a lot of the all in or all out mentality comes into play because it's just like it's a start and end date. And like most people just look at that time frame as the all right, I'm going to do it for this entire time. And then once it's done, it's done. So when that mess up happens, it, it, it does seem like it's the end because there is an end date to it. And you're just like, ah, F it, you know, it is, you know it's all messed up now because I only have two weeks left and I can't come back from this. But we do need to take that into consideration when looking at the long-term aspect of things to know that that's just part of life and you're going to have those ups and downs and you're going to have those things. So you have to do what Ryan said, which is simply just move on to the next meal, to the next day, you know, to the next workout, to the next whatever it may be, it's only one thing. And, you know, going back to one of the things Ryan and I talked about, about consistency, uh, you know, a few episodes back, like if you're consistent majority of the time, like you're going to have results, like it leaves a little bit of room for mess ups to occur. So if you're consistent 90% of the time, your results are going to be there, but you know, when life happens, you can account for it. Yeah. And and you don't, like we said with, you don't want to magnify it. Like you don't want to, if that happens, you don't want to just say, all right, well the whole day is shot now. So then you just keep on going. You know, it's like if you end up at a birthday party in the middle of the afternoon and you end up eating pizza, you don't want to then be like, oh, I had pizza. The whole day is ruined or the whole challenge is ruined. So I might as well go get McDonald's now, or I might as well have ice cream now, or I might as well, you know, you don't want to blow it up out, out of proportion. I mean, just one thing doesn't matter. Um, you know, like I said, the next day or, you know, the next couple of days, your weight's going to be elevated, but then it's going to come right back down. Um, I guess for perspective, I, I was keeping this log and I was going to save it for the end, um, which I will maybe go through in more detail then, but just for some perspective, you know, I'll have to do my, my final scan a week from today because we're recording on Monday. But um, so far during this six-week challenge, I have eaten Texas Roadhouse, Chipotle multiple times, oh, yeah. and Express multiple times, mm. Tropical Smoothie Cafe. That was a good one. 
a meatball sub and french fries from Pugliano's. Applebee's. Dang. Five bags of chicken snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Two oatmeal protein pies. Had those on Saturday. Oh, classic. And yeah, I was it's been a while. After I talked to you that day, I was like, I'm gonna get some of those this weekend. And here and there some different uh kid snacks. With all of that so far, I've lost fourteen pounds. So what I'm saying is it doesn't matter. That's the point. You know, it, it doesn't matter if, if you're on that other 90% like we talked about. Now, one thing I will say with all of these meals I planned ahead of time, I knew that's what I was going to do. So I made a couple adjustments to my meal plan for that day. But then I also made the best decision or, or at least better decisions at those places. So um, like Chipotle, I um, kept it loosely structured on what my meal was supposed to be so it was meat rice and vegetables i kept it pretty much like that i didn't put guac and cheese and you know i even went no beans on that one so i kept that pretty close when i had texas roadhouse i got steak and vegetables and you could select to not do like the lemon butter crap on on the vegetables and all that stuff so i was smart about it meatball sub and fries was just hey hey sometimes you gotta go get it you know so planned planned ahead but what i'm saying is you know like it's not going to kill your progress is, is the point i'm not not bragging like look at all this crap i ate you know i'm just i'm just trying to illustrate that point we made at the beginning where it's like if you can be 90 percent, because the rest of the days you know that those are all like one you know one of those in a week pretty much except for the chicken snacks because those are just good um you know, the rest of the week, like I am money, I was money. Like I had every meal measured out exactly what it was supposed to be, nothing extra. So if you can be on, um, you know, 90% of the time, you can't afford, you, you can afford to have some slip ups here or there, but, um, you know, mine aren't, aren't necessarily the slip ups. They're planned and they're, they're strategic and they're, they're for that long term you know, thing. I know we're talking about the six week challenge here, but as we mentioned, you know, there's really no finish line. So I'm trying to set myself up to be successful for the long haul by having some stuff here and there. So that I'm not restricting, 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 and then go off the deep end and need everything in sight. So, um, you know, you slip up, it's not going to ruin your results. Just get back on the horse and you'll be, you'll be fine. Just eat your next meal. You know, you don't have to go try to, you know, do a five hour workout, you know, cause Google said that's how long it takes to burn a pint of Ben and Jerry's or something, you know, just get back on the horse and drink some Ooh. water and you'll be good. That's it, man. That's it. So in short, move on to one meal, one day. It's not going to kill the progress. It's not going to kill no. anything. And chicken just snacks are delicious. Jump, just jump back on the on the train of what you're supposed to be doing, and you'll be fine. Nice and simple. Good reminders, though. Good reminders. So question number two, which, I mean, we should be pretty good at this by now, but if we're not, I wouldn't be that surprised either. Uh, coming from Jen, how do we go about structuring a running program to increase distance. 
Hey, shout out to Jen. Killing it. Oh, yeah. Jen's crushing. Crushing it. What? New job? Doing a Spartan yeah. race? I mean. She's, she's, uh, she's lining up this year pretty solid right now. Jen's dominating life. Good question. It is a good question. So, last year, I uh, did it wrong. <laughs> uh, last year, I followed this Ryan year. and... I definitely did it wrong. And then the year before this that, year. I extremely did it wrong. This year, though, I feel like I got it dialed in. Uh, so that's a tough one. So here, here's what I think most people do. And this is what I, you know, I started off with good intentions last year. But, man, it's tough in that winter weather. So it it became a different training program after a while. But uh, I think what most people do is, they go run as far as they can, as hard as they can, and then stop. And then next time they go to run, they run as hard as they can for as far as they can and hope that it's further than the last time. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what my training became last year. It was I'd go on Saturdays. It's the only time I would run all week, and I'd just run far. And then the next week I'd add a mile or two miles or whatever and do it again. And, I mean, it got me there but it wasn't pretty. It wasn't the best way for sure. So I think a lot of this answer depends on where you're at. You know what I mean? Like, are we starting yeah. from, are we starting from can't run half a mile? Or are we starting from, I can run a couple mile, you know, like depending on where you're starting yeah. from. But I do think there's two things that are important that would be the same for everybody that I think have had, and you can get as detailed and as crazy as you want with some of this stuff. I think you need, at least two days a week if you can do it. And the reason for that, and I, I think what will help build up that distance, is those two days need to be drastically different. One needs to be like low and slow, and one of them needs to be short and like fast or hard or whatever. So um, I think if you do those two things, that's probably the best way to build it up. So you need a day that's like a longer one, but it's nice and slow. It's nice and controlled. Your heart rate's not going crazy. Your breathing is under control. So for some people, if you're just getting into it, you're, you're hearing us talk about this 5k, you've never run a day in your life and you want to do it. For some people, that long one might be like a run walk type of thing where like you run, you know for a while and then as soon as you really start to feel you're getting out of breath and your heart's really starting to go you know maybe you have to walk a little bit to bring it back down and you you build up time and distance that way and then the other day it could be like we i've been really liking doing hills this year just because it's it's easier on the joints um, and it's hard and it really helps build up strength which for me this year my focus you know now that i now that i know for better or worse, I can get through 26. It might not be pretty, but I can, I can accomplish that distance. This year has really been about building up that horsepower, trying to get that pace down. So I've been doing a lot of the hills for leg strength and stuff like that, but you need that other day that's going to be intense. So whether it's running and on the hills, whether it's like, if you're in Cheswick, you can go to Rachel Carson with that short little track there, or you can do it on a treadmill, but do like speed intervals where you pick a really short distance, especially if you're just starting you pick a really short distance and like you just go hard. Then you take a break. You could either walk, you could, you know, jog if you're like in, I wouldn't be, but people can. You can walk, you can just stand there. 
but let your heart rate come all the way back down, get your breathing completely under control and then do it again, go hard and just repeat that, you know, eight to 10 times, whatever, depending on what the distance of it is. But if you have two drastically different days, you have one that's shorter, but really intense. And then you have another day where it's longer, but way less intense. And you're really keeping your heart rate and stuff under control. You can add other days and you can add other things in there. But I think if you do those two things, that's probably your best bet for increasing, at least in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree with that. You know, I like I know from Jen's uh, side of it, uh, because I know she's wanting to kind of build up the endurance a little bit. She's got the Spartan Sprint coming in June, uh, things like that. I think I think she's looking at doing 5K or 10K for for us. Um, Put you down for a 10. Like I I know that she, you know, she ran a mile back in uh, back in December when Rusty was back home, ran with him. Uh, so she can do it. She can run a mile in there. So in terms of like that positioning, you know, as Ryan said, taking one day out of the week for short and tense, you know, cardio based format, whether it be the hills or on the treadmill running intervals or at Rachel Carson. Um, I even did a week where I did like heavy sled pushes that were just heavy sled pushes, um, you know, just under a, a certain timed format. But just something that's really going to get the heart rate up, really going to make you be breathing heavy um, and just kind of push your your capacity. Um, because in those short, intense, you know, endurance workouts, that's where we're building that lung capacity up to be able to keep the heart rate lower and make you feel more comfortable when you start doing the low and slow, um, you know, style of runs being able to increase distance. Um, when it comes to the, the, the increasing distance side, uh, don't do what Ryan and I did last year, which is just go run as far as you can and then stop and then try and do it again. Like you should, you should definitely have some form of structure uh, to adding distance each and every week. Um, so if we're looking at a 10K, which is 6.2, you know, and right now you're running a mile, like, that first week I'd probably stick with running a mile and just making sure we feel comfortable. And then the following week, maybe adding a half mile in there uh, or even a quarter mile and just take incremental jumps each and every week on the distance side um, rather than just running as far as you can uh, because you don't want to overdo and, and tax the body too much in those instances. Uh, you know, Ryan and I have both run 26.2 before, but we're not going to go out next weekend and do it just because we've done it before. Like it's, it's not a ideal way of doing it. So having structure to that is important when you're structuring that out. You know, you want to look at, uh, when, it, when the, the date is that you're going to be, you know, running it. So like we said at the beginning, you know, May 1st is what we're choosing as a Saturday, um, as of today, that's about 12 weeks away, just under 12 weeks. So there's a lot of time there to be able to go through and look at each and every week and go, okay, so by week three of the training, I want to be running two miles. By week six of the training, I want to be running four. By week, you know, whatever, nine, I want to be running this five and a half to six you know, and then I'm going to start tapering back down, you know, like you want to be able to strategically pick 
what you're doing in terms of your distance each week and have a set amount. That way you have something that you are actively going for each and every weekend and not just kind of winging that because uh, it's not ideal. Yeah, um, definitely want to have a plan. Um, and the reason, just to, just to go back a second. So the reason I said have one like uh, lower intensity, slower day, and then the other day we were doing hills and sprints and stuff like that, um, that's just your body has different energy systems. So there's aerobic and there's anaerobic. So with oxygen, without the presence of oxygen. So when you go kind of low and slow and keep your heart rate down, that's aerobic. Uh, so you're going to build that energy system by doing those long, slow runs. Um, and then anaerobic, you know, without the oxygen, that's going to be shorter, high intensity, higher heart rate efforts. Uh, which is going to use different energy systems. It's going to use more. Uh, it's definitely going to hit your muscles harder as well. Um, so training both of those energy systems is going to allow you to, you know, get, you know, kind of attack it from both angles and, and improve. But definitely having a plan is important, like Tyler said. Um, but depending on how far you're going to go with it, also understand that, there's just days where you just don't feel as good at running uh, as you do other days. I mean, you could do everything exactly the same. You could eat all the same food. You could, you know, drink all the same stuff. You could stretch the same way. You could warm up the same way. And some days it just feels easy. Like you could go all freaking day. And there's other days where you're a half mile in and you're like, hey, yeah, you know, so just understand that's part of it. So yep. don't, you know, if you have a, a you know, a setback, you know, where you have a week where you'll fly and you'll crush it. And then the next week you'll do, you'll feel like you're going backwards. Like that happens for sure. Um, and, and listen to your body too. You can also, you know, have a plan, but be able to adjust it. Um, you know, not to let yourself off the hook or to kind of like, uh, go easy. But for example, like this past Saturday, you know, we had a plan. We were going to do 13.1. We were going to do a half marathon, but we were going to do it as an interval workout. So we were going to do two miles at a slow pace. And then we were going to do four miles uh, at like the at the pace we want to try to do for the marathon. And then two miles slow, four miles again, and then one. Uh, after the first four miles, um, I had to call a little bit of an audible because I did not think I would be able to hold that pace for another four miles straight. So we switched it up and we went two miles uh, slow, four miles hard, two miles slow, two miles hard, two miles slow, and then finished it up with the last 1.1 hard. So, um, yeah, listen to your body. You're not yeah. always going to feel great, but yeah, definitely have a plan. Definitely those two kind of angles will really help you out. I didn't do any like the intense stuff or the hills last year, which I definitely think caught up to me and that's why my you know my legs started breaking down because they weren't used to those like harder high intensity efforts and stuff like that so yeah for sure i mean having any form of plan is better than walking into nothing so even if your only plan is i'm running one and a half miles today like that's better than just winging it at any point uh, you're just going to put yourself in a better position. And do remember with all this stuff, like as you begin to increase distance, as you begin to increase some of these things, 
you have to take in consideration of the different changes that are going to happen, such as the uh, amount of water that you're going to need and hydration that you're going to need when you're doing it, uh, your nutrition and how that's going to impact uh, the food you eat and so forth. And, you know, especially if, uh, you know, Jen, somebody who's doing the six week challenge, who's, you know, been crushing the meal plan and so forth and meal prepping. If you start throwing in some extra days of cardio and other, you know, in forms of uh, intense training, like we would if, you know, we're throwing in those short, intense days, um, you're going to demand a little bit more from yourself uh, in terms of that stuff. So just be mindful of those sort of things. Um, and especially like keep in mind with anything like just the goal aspect. If your goal is specifically focused towards an endurance based thing, then some sacrifices are going to have to be made um, in terms of maybe strength and things like that. But if your goal is more strength oriented, then there's usually a little bit of sacrifice happening in terms of, um, you know, distance with endurance and things like that. You can usually find a pretty decent, happy medium uh, where you're able to do both things well. Um, but if you're trying to excel at one, uh, then you will have to sacrifice a little bit of the other. Yeah, and you kind of brought it up there. As you build up that distance and and as you, you know, keep building on, on the running, it's so important to fuel up properly um, with water, electrolytes, uh, carbs if it's going to be long. So definitely that's that stuff makes a huge difference in performance whenever you're running or biking or whatever it is. Um, sometimes you can get away if you go – you know, you go do a workout with weights, maybe you didn't drink enough water today, or maybe you didn't eat enough, or, you know, you don't necessarily have to worry about the electrolytes and stuff like that as much, but you definitely, um, you know, once you start getting into some longer runs, you, you got to have the water in the tank and you got to have the electrolytes in there or else you're going to cramp up and get the oh, little yeah. side, little side action going on. And that can kind of keep you from being able to add more miles if you just keep getting brutal brutal little side stitch there so salt hey, that was water. me the other week yeah that was that's me. tough that's tough on those long ones man when you realize it's because by the time like it's too late like it's not like once you once you start getting those cramps it's not like you can just fix it you know like no. usually once that happens usually once that happens it's just going to be a miserable rest of the day if, constantly dealing with it yeah hey, yeah that that one gets that's a little running. little dicey a little tough uh for sure but yeah i mean that's an easy way of looking at it hey i mean if you want to download a couch to 5k be my guest you know but yeah like you know there's like that nike thing got us pretty good you know there's a lot of different running programs you can put in Hey, here's the day of my event. Here's how long the event's going to be. And it'll kind of build it out for you. But just to keep it as simple as possible, because, you know, Jen, I know you're working in school and coming to the gym, all this stuff. If nothing else, if you can do two days, one day short and intense, one day a little bit longer and a little bit less intense, and just keep building on that. It, oh, yeah. it comes quick, too, I guess, is maybe something to say. Like, you know, we're definitely good examples of building up mileage i mean my first you know i talked about it before my first run was like a mile and i thought that was great um so it builds up quick you just keep working on it and you know next thing you know you're running pretty far so 
it'll, it'll come. That's exactly. It will in time, in time. But I think that's glad, a glad that's to all hear. We got glad today. to hear we got a taker though on the on the race. Need more of those. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that's uh, be good that's stuff. We so. got for you today. Appreciate you listening. Yes. Appreciate the uh, questions there from Michelle and Jen. Thanks to both of you. Make sure you grab a shirt. Make sure you uh, maybe reconsider if you volunteered to help us for the marathon. Maybe switch over to the participant side uh, and take some of these tips, and you'll be able to do a 5K, 10K, no problem. That's it. See you next week, guys. See you.